What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today's episode is an audio exclusive, taking a little time for the long weekend. Hope you're able to do the same, but I had a couple of things I wanted to chat with you about because I just can't go a Friday without speaking to you. So first things first, we've we've got a little bit of a mixed bag here, I'm going to be honest, because I want to tell you about what's going on for Cyber Week, but I also want to tell you about some thoughts I've been having about creativity and its role in entrepreneurship and hopefully encourage you to take some steps to be more creative in your business. I won't bore you too much with the, the Cyber Week stuff. The, the long story short is I'm doing 25% off everything in the online education side of my business, latashjames.com. BFCM 25 if you're interested. And if not, that's totally okay as well. And yeah, kind of an interesting juxtaposition, I suppose, of topics. You know, we've got this very commercial thing, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all about selling and money and, and, and financial success. But on the flip side, I really want to talk about creativity. I posted a thread, Instagram thread that is, which is kind of my replacement for Twitter lately. The other day that really riled some people up in both ways. It got people really excited. I think I made some good friends and really solidified my stance on certain things, which I think is important. But I also ticked a few people off, a, a good amount of people off. So my thread said, where are the people creating for fun and not solely for commercial purposes? Eyeball emoji. I need much more of that energy in my life. End quote pretty innocuous, right? I was simply scrolling my threads feed and realizing that I didn't have as many like fun, nerdy people as I had on Twitter. And that's kind of the, the, the high that I'm chasing, if you will. And at the end of the day, I'm a creator who wants to make money from what I do and, and wants to make money in my business. But more than anything, I want to create cool things. So that, that was all I was saying. And it, it reached a lot of people. I saw a lot of cool art of people were sharing pictures of their gnomes that they're carving or sculpting, whatever, very cool photos they've taken, telling me about podcasts they're creating and speeches they're giving and YouTube channels they want to start. And I feel like it was just such a fun thread. But I did get three, three types of comments that I thought I really want to address. Not necessarily the comments individually, though I will read a selection of, of each sort of category for you, but the concepts as a whole, I think can be really helpful for any type of freelancer, online business owner. The first one was the belief that creativity or wanting to see art is sort of the antithesis to running a successful business. I'll quote here then just follow those people. And that's all you'll see in your feed. As an entrepreneur, I like the opposite. I like hanging with smart business women who are creating for impact and income every day. That's how I learn, grow, and prosper. I don't hang out online for fun. That's what the beach is for. My time online is for my business. What I've learned over the years is that in order to have a creator-driven business, meaning you're a front-facing freelancer creating content for Instagram reels or YouTube or a podcast or a newsletter or a book, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is really hard to keep going if you're not having a little bit of fun. And for me, that fun comes from being creative, 
for you. That might be something else. It might be from, I don't know, getting on stages and getting a lot of attention or I don't know. Sure. Maybe I guess it could just be money, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But my point is it is really hard to be a robot. I have seen it time and time again in my peers and even myself to some extent, it's relatively easy to be a robot for like a year to kind of just play your role and do things for the algorithm, do things how you are supposed to do them. But at a certain point, if you are hands on in the creation process, at least it gets really, really hard to keep that momentum up. And it shows if you are not enjoying what you're doing, if you're not believing what you're doing, if you're selling something that doesn't feel authentic, I hate to use the word because it's so overused in marketing, but it's just true. It does really show through. And any smart marketer knows this person who responded to me, I believe is a marketing coach or a business coach or something. I know she knows this. Any smart marketer will tell you marketing relies on connection. There is a lot of psychology involved in marketing. So if you are being inauthentic, if you are clearly just doing things for the algorithm, I truly do believe that it shows through and you see it in your sales numbers. And again, I've never lied or, you know, sold out, like represented a product that I didn't believe in or anything like that. But I, there have been times in my career where I have very much felt like I was just going through the motions. Like I was creating the stuff that people wanted me to create. One example of this is TikTok, you know, trying to do like the trending TikToks. It just isn't my vibe. I have learned to figure out a way to still be able to do TikToks. I figured out a way to do it that feels right for me. And for me, that's repurposing my podcast clips pretty much. You know, I'm not getting on there and doing dances or doing, you know, trending audios or anything like that. I'm pretty much just repurposing. That feels a lot better for me. And the results show. Everybody told me you cannot win TikTok, right? You cannot do well on TikTok if you just repurpose content. My repurposed content is doing leaps and bounds better than me trying to be somebody that I'm not. So my point is, I don't like the idea that uh, being a smart businesswoman or hanging around smart businesswomen means that you cannot enjoy the creative process or that you cannot have fun at work. In fact, I very much reject that belief. I see what I do as art. And I didn't always say that. And some people might eye roll at that, but I really challenge you if you're listening to this to ask yourself, how can I see my work as art? How can I inject more creativity into my day-to-day to to one, make my day-to-day more fun, but also to make it more me, to make it more uniquely me, to make it more authentic. The reason I never looked at my My work as art is honestly because I came from a family of artists. Everyone in my family is super talented. My mom is amazing at anything with a paintbrush or a pen. My dad, he played keyboard. He DJed. My grandparents were amazing country singers and musicians. My grandpa played fiddle and flute. And I got a little bit like I have an ear and an eye for art, but I am not some beautiful, talented artist. I'm just not. And so I always saw what I did as business, right? I'm good at, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at business of it. And no, I might not be Picasso over here and I might not even be my mom or my grandma or my grandpa, but 
there is a creative element to what a lot of us do, whether you're picking up a camera, picking up a pen, typing on a keyboard, interviewing a guest, that is all creative work. So figure out how you can see it that way and appreciate it for what it is and how you can inject even more of that into what you do. If it's lighting you up and, and you know, if you feel like you're able to let yourself go there. The other response, and I got a number of comments like this one, they responded, they burned out on content creation because when you earn money from your content and that money funds all the plans and dreams you wanted it to, that fuels you. It's motivating. So I believe what this person was trying to say is that, you know, it feels good to earn money from your creations and that that should be our goal. We should be aiming to monetize our work and that once we do that, once we monetize our work, we'll be happy. We'll be content. That's all we need. Just get paid. And, and our, our life's problems are pretty much solved. We're fueled. We're, we're, you know, feeling, feeling alive from that, that paycheck. And I'll tell you as somebody who has achieved that, and I feel extremely lucky to say that, yes, I do make money from what I create. This is not something I ever envisioned for myself. I feel thankful. I feel absolutely thankful for you all who listen, who tune in all that stuff, but it is not everything. I will tell you what, there is nothing that compares to the feeling of somebody telling me they like something that I wrote or they enjoyed, you know, a piece of content, a video, a podcast that I really put my heart and soul into. Nothing compares. Also, nothing compares to the feeling I get from non-commercial creative work. I made some paintings recently when I had COVID just for fun. I was just kind of like playing around and I do like them. They weren't, you know, masterpieces by any means, but they were like nice little abstract paintings and uh, I had them laying around my house and my, my family came over last weekend. And again, my mom, the artist, she was like, oh, these are really cool. Where'd you get them? And I was like, I made them. She was like, oh my gosh, they look so, you know, nice. Nothing compares to that. Nothing compares to that feeling. That is not something that I was compensated for. That is not something I'm going to be compensated for. And sure, we're talking about all this like, ooh, fun feelings, woo woo, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. I know a lot of you are like, listen, Latasha, I come here for business. I don't care about how good you feel about your stupid little painting. And sure, that that's absolutely fine. I will tell you that having creative work that you do that is not attributed to a KPI also helps you in your business. At least it helps me in my business. An example of this, I joined a fiction writing group uh, maybe like 2021 or 2022. And I did that for a while just for fun. I was like, I feel like I need to get back into writing. I knew that I wanted to write this book that I am working on right now, which is a nonfiction book, business book. I knew that I wanted to write it, but it had been a long time since I had really been in the practice of writing. And I just felt like I was a little bit rusty, you know, like my, my vocabulary wasn't as good. I just like, grammar. I like, I just needed to, to write and get in the practice of it. And being a part of this fiction group helped give me permission to be messy and to just play and to just be a beginner and to kind of get back in the groove of writing. And my fiction was terrible. Like I look back at what I was writing and I was like, what is this? This is not good at all. 
And it's okay. I took those skills that I was building and it motivated me to want to write something that's actually good that I can actually hopefully sell and or just build my brand, build my personal brand with the book that I will hopefully be releasing in the next, you know, handful of months or so. So ask yourself, you know, how can you challenge yourself creatively? When I initially got some of these negative responses, I kind of had a little bit of a defensive, uh, response. Like I was like, maybe these people are just, you know, they're just haters. They're just mad because they can't be creative. And so they don't want to even think about it. And it's kind of a jealousy thing. And I, I I'll call myself out because I really don't necessarily think it's that I don't think that these folks can't be creative or aren't creative. Like I said, a lot of what we do in our business is very creative inherently, but I think it's really that people are afraid to be beginners. They are afraid to be bad at something. And yeah, I, I, I hear it. Nobody likes to suck. You know, nobody likes to not do a good job at something, especially when you are a high performer. If you are an entrepreneur or a successful freelancer or successful content creator or whatever, and you're making money and that is what you attribute your success to, it can be really hard to then go to something that doesn't pay you and that looks like garbage and you're used to winning all the time. So I get it. It's scary, but challenges make us better. Challenges always make us better. Every stage that I stepped on that I felt, you know, scared to step onto, I I leveled up. The rates went up, that everything went up as soon as I got off of that stage writing this book and doing it semi-publicly and talking about it and talking about my fears about it and, and all the things that are going on with it is making me stronger, making me better. Like I said, writing bad fiction, working on silly little drawings and paintings and things like that helped me see my, my lens, see my camera in a different light when I got back to recording. So try it, just challenge yourself. I promise it'll, you'll be better for it. And then the last one that I want to address is one that I will take some accountability here, I suppose, for my, I guess, privilege, maybe that I wasn't seeing or, or I don't know, uh, I'll, I'll read a co- comment to you. It said, they're the ones with rich parents, rich spouse, or an insanely cushy, low pressure, low hours job that somehow pays their bills. So my response to this person individually was that I don't have any of those things because I don't, and I never have had any of those things. I've never taken a dollar from anyone. I mean, obviously my mother raised me, but you know, we grew up quite poor, you know, lower, lower income for sure. I've never taken money from a partner and, uh, yeah, I wouldn't call my job low pressure or low hours. Now I will say that I do work from home And I do own my own business. So technically speaking, if I want to say I'm going to take December off, which I think I am, I mean, I'm still going to be hosting the podcast and things like that, but I'm not going to be working on client projects or anything uh, so that I can finish up my book. I can do that. So I acknowledge some level of privilege, I suppose, in that regard. Uh, But that, you know, that was a choice, an act of choice in something that I worked for. I also don't have children, which was also a choice, not a choice for everybody. I understand that. But, uh, you know, for me, that's just the lifestyle that I choose to live. So 
I do acknowledge that taking time to have a creative hobby and to sit here and be like, oh, I'm going to paint a picture or join a writing group or make a video just for fun. Yes, that is not going to be possible for everyone at any moment at the drop of a hat. I, I get that, right? That, that wasn't the point in me writing that is to shame people who are taking care of five kids and working two jobs and, you know, busy as heck. Right. But, and I know some people are going to be annoyed by me saying this, but like, how can you make time for your own creativity? Can you, I think for some people, yes, you're right. It's just going to not be realistic. But if you're somebody who's scrolling threads in the middle of the night and, you know, I, I don't know what, I don't know this person, but let's just pretend they're scrolling threads. They spend an hour a day scrolling the internet. It's also somewhat about what we prioritize somewhat, you know, don't come for me. Okay. I get it. But when I first started my business, the first thing I did was quit watching TV. I canceled all of my subscriptions, cut off my cable, all of that stuff. I don't even think I had a TV when I moved out here to Detroit from my hometown. And that was like the easiest way to put that time into my business. Cause I'm going to be honest, full disclosure. I love a good documentary and I love a good reality TV show. I just do. I'm sorry. Okay. And that stuff can waste a lot of time because my headspace was prioritizing my business at that time. I easily got back, you know what, maybe five hours a week that I could spend on my business. If creativity, if unlocking that is something that is important to you, is there something like that, that you can cut out? Maybe there isn't again, maybe you have like zero hours a day free, a free time, but maybe there's something that you can do something else. You know, I I think I mentioned that my family came out this weekend and on Sunday we spent hours, my sister, my niece, who's 11 and my mom and I sat around the kitchen table painting little gifts that my niece is going to give to my aunts for Christmas. And it was so much fun. Again, they're all better than me. All three of them, my niece included, are way more creative than me. Their stuff turned out so good. Mine turned out like just okay. But it was so fun. If you are a busy parent, can you involve your kids? I mean, I have done so many weird little projects over the years with my nephews and my niece that do not have to be masterpieces. None of them have been masterpieces. I think that's the thing about creativity is sometimes we think that if it's not a masterpiece, it doesn't count. Some of the stuff I've made is terrible and it still feels really good and it still is building that muscle. So maybe there's some way that you can do that. I also challenge you when at all possible, you know, for somebody like myself who doesn't have demands of, you know, a million children running around or anything like that, just giving myself that time, gifting myself that time. That was one of the reasons that the writing group was helpful was because it was a meeting on the calendar. So I just attended and, you know, there's a bit of accountability there. So maybe you can look for something like that for yourself. Or if you haven't read, uh, the artist way by Julia Cameron, that's a great book. And I don't, I don't do that whole practice every single morning, the morning pages and the artist date every week, but just knowing about those concepts and maybe borrowing one or both of those, those concepts for yourself can be really helpful. Artist date is basically just taking yourself out on a date every week to gain some creative inspiration. That could be a walk through a museum. That could be a, you know, uh, I don't know, scrolling through an art website that could be going outside for a walk in nature. It could be a million different things. 
but trying to schedule it into your day and making it a part of your job. Cause again, what a lot of us do, I guess if you're like a freelance accountant or something, maybe we could argue this episode isn't that relevant to you. Although I would actually argue it probably does if you manage your own website or take your own pictures or anything like that. But anyway, most of us creativity is a skill that we need to continue to hone. It is a muscle that we need to continue to build. So if we just forget about it and if we just let, you know, the robots do all of our writing and the famous TikTokers set all the trends that we can then just copy and replicate when things get tough, when it is time to innovate, when we do get that invitation to speak on that stage or teach that class or star in that show or whatever it is that we want to do, that muscle is going to be atrophied. So you have to stay in the practice. You have to keep with it. You have to keep building it and you have to prioritize it. So that's my rant or my response to the idea of creativity as a part of business. I think it is a part of business. I think that real serious business people, real smart businesswomen can be creative, can have fun at work. Ask yourself, how can you see your work as art? How can you inject more creativity into your day? I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to challenge yourself. If what you're doing feels like it has been just monotonous, if you are winning at everything, you might not be challenging yourself enough. And listen, there are times when it just feels good to kind of chill. I get that. Just float, float on. That's going to be me for December or so is just chilling. But January, I'm going hard. We're going to launch a book soon. We're going to speak on some really exciting stages. We're going to introduce some new content series I might be challenging myself to do a daily podcast. I don't know if you've listened this far, please let me know what you would think about five to seven minute daily episodes, maybe on a different podcast, maybe on this one. I don't know. I'm feeling this creative calling to do it. We'll see, but challenge yourself. And lastly, figure out how to make some time for your own creativity. If you're going to the gym, if you are, you know, making time to do meal prep every week, those things are so important please pat yourself on the back for doing those things. But keeping that creative muscle alive and well is important too, if you're a business owner. So write that in, whether that's an hour a week, 30 minutes a a day, whatever you can squeeze in, bring your kids along. If you have to bring your partner along, if you want to, but making sure to continue building that creative muscle, you're gonna thank yourself for it when you need to innovate. And that is really how true thought leaders are born. They're innovators. They're doing things differently. They're not just adhering to the status quo. They're thinking outside of the box and they're being creative. All right. If this episode got you excited, if you're like, yes, I love the process. I want to love the process. I want to put my own unique stamp on things you are probably the exact type of person that I want to work with. I love working with people who are excited about the work. That doesn't mean I want you to hustle your way to your deathbed here, right? But it is so easy for me to coach people who enjoy creating, who enjoy the process, who Uh, you know, want to do something different and unique. I absolutely love working with people like that. So if you are somebody who, you know, you were picking up what I'm putting down today, definitely check out the Black Friday things or reach out to me 
if you are looking to work together in any capacity, the best ways to work with me are joining the Freelance Friday Club. We do coaching calls every other week in the executive tier. That's at freelancefriday.club. Or you can also book a one-on-one with me as long as my calendar allows. I'll leave that link in the show notes. And you can also just send me a message. Join me over on threads. That's kind of where I'm looking to build up that just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just there for friends. I'm just trying to make friends on there. So if you want to be my friend, if you want to talk to me, hit me up on threads at the Latasha James. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so much. I hope you all have an amazing weekend. I'm so, so thankful for, for you genuinely. And I'll talk to you next week.